Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, I've got a combo for you today. We're talking about self being uniquely and authentically you, but also talking about relationships and showing people how to treat you right the first time. And I'm really excited about this because this is actually a precursor to what season three is going to look like, but I'm going to save that towards the end of the podcast to fill you all in. But Victoria and I also called Emirates. She and I are talking about self-love and dating. So listen up. All right, Miss Victoria, I am so excited for us to get into this discussion today about self-love and dating and to get right into it. My first question is, what is your definition of self-love? Self-love for me is more than just, you know, people say that you have to accept the way you are. People say that you have to love yourself as you are. But I think that self-love goes deeper than that. Yes, at first you have to accept the way you are. But when you love yourself, you would like to be better. So it's doing everything that you want and everything that you would like to do uh, just so that you can develop your personal growth and evolve in life. So let's say you have health issues, then if you love yourself, you would make sure that you get back on being healthy again. So for me, it's like really doing the work in order to better yourself. That is what self-love is. I love that. Doing the work so that we can be better, not for anybody else, but basically be better for ourselves. And I wanted to ask you that first, because when I was listening to one of your episodes, you were talking about self-love and dating. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh yeah, I think this will be a good topic because number one, I love your perspective on it, especially when you were talking about rotational dating, which I love. Mm -hmm. But also with that is there is like a 10 plus year age gap between us. So I said, well, this would be fantastic because I wasn't doing dating like this in my early 20s. And now that I've jumped back into the dating scene, I realize how wrong I did dating (laughs) in my early 20s. Yeah, I was like, this would be a great discussion because there's women there's women in their early 20s that listen to this podcast, and then mm-hmm. there's women in their 
mid 40s, late 40s that listen to this podcast. So I thought it would be great to listen to the two different perspectives of dating, especially because when I was on the dating scene, which was like 10, yeah, 10 years ago, online dating wasn't really a big thing. It was really about meeting people organically and just kind of starting from there. And then the way that I was doing it was, okay, you know what? I like you. You like me? Okay, well, let's start. Let's start dating then. I'm your girlfriend. You my boyfriend. You know, we here. Yeah. (laughs) You cute. I'm cute. We might be able to make some cute babies together. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So with all of that being said, how would you correlate the importance of self-love and dating together? Uh, I think for me, like... I always say when it comes to self-love, it's you yourself, right? You have to put yourself and you have to put yourself first. And when I look at dating, it's like, especially for us women, we have to understand that we are the price. Like a lot of people say that and it looks like we're repeating it without really understanding what that means. So for me, when I I look at it like, okay, I love myself so much that I would like to be with the right partner. And in order for me to make sure that I'm in with the right partner, I have to look at who's available. So I'm not just going to stick with one. So the way you were dating before, like, oh, you cute. I'm cute. Let's start dating. For me, it's like, okay, there's, it's more than that, right? It's not just be about being cute. It's about how that person's going to add in your life, how much value is going to bring in your life. Is he going to encourage you? Is he going to help you go towards the vision that you want? And when it comes to self first, it's really deciding who it is. So for me, dating, if you're a woman, you have to think about, okay, maybe not just one person dating one person, but multiple people. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you have to be in a relationship with multiple people. Dating is totally different than being in a relationship. In a relationship, you are with that one person. But dating, you have to allow yourself to see many people at the same time. And then you choose because you are the person that's choosing who's right for you. So it kind of sounds selfish, but I, I like that approach because it gives you the power to choose what's right for you. And you're also going to be able to to say, hey, it's my decision. And I took the time with this process to see what's good and better for me, not for the other person first. Because, you know, if you are dating with the, the, the other person, you know, the other person likes you. Right. So you have to think about yourself first and see if that, you know, it's, in, it's on the same page and everything. Yeah. That's interesting that. You say that like, well, it may seem selfish, but I find it crazy that in the dating scene is when we're like, eh, it could seem selfish, but in everything that we do, we we think about self like, is this the best outcome for me? The same way that I feel like we should look at dating like jobs. Exactly. When we're looking for a job, we don't just choose one and then wait for them to respond Mm -hmm. we put it out to multiples and we go to multiple places we go on multiple interviews and then even still once we go on that interview once you decide that you like me 
mm-hmm. and I decide that I like you, okay, well, what are the benefits? What is my benefits package looking like? How much are you willing to pay me? What's the salary? What is my opportunity for promotion? What are all of these things going on? Like we do that in everything. When we go to department stores, Mm -hmm. all right, well, what's the price of this skirt? Well, you know, I saw it down the street for another price. Are you willing to price match? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like we're all about negotiations and everything. But then when it comes to dating, sometimes we as women, we take a step back and then we allow ourselves to be chosen instead of putting ourselves in a position to where we can also do the choosing yeah. because we're, we're out here and we are dating, but also just so that we can be very, very clear about what we're talking about. How do you define dating? Yeah. So for me, dating, it's really the stage that you get to know the person. There's a lot of people that confuse the, oh, we're just talking or we are just seeing each other. Um, you know, there's like multiple steps and then they say, okay, we're dating. No, for me, it's all in one. You know, if you're dating, that means you're seeing the person, you're talking to them, you're getting to know each other, you're going on dates because dating and dates are different. Dates is, you know, you're going to a location, but dating is the whole uh, first few steps, first few months that you go through before you actually accept to be in a relationship with that person. So there's no talking, there's no talking stage, there's no seeing each other stage, there's dating, and it's all in one. And that's it. And I also wanted to mention like you gave the example of having going in an interview, right? For me, when you are dating, you are the person that has the job posted. Like you are the person giving the interview. You're not, um, Mm -hmm. you're like receiving resumes so that the person can fit into that job description. And that is dating. For women, you have to be in that position. Yes, you will go, you know, see multiple people, but that's because you're in that chair. Your people are coming to you. And that's like the attractions, right? But feel free to also go out there and put the the job open and make it available, Right. So that is like how I see dating. That's a good point to <laughs> put the posting out there. So, hey, I'm single. I am available. My DMs are open, <laughs> smiling, waving, being friendly, giving compliments, those kinds. Of yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not like you're you're saying, hey, I'm single and stuff, but you're just available. By that, I mean, if you go outside, there's a lot of people that don't really think about you know the first step of like how people meet is like attraction when you look at the people the person it's physical the things that you see so many people that goes out grocery shopping that's those are places that you can meet someone so by being available is like you look good not too good but you look presentable like not overdoing it like wearing high heels at a grocery shop <laughs> if that's your thing then sure but like just look good smell good make it like look like your appearance is good and smile be available show the men that you're available show the the person that you want to meet i don't know anyone you can meet anyone outside so just that's what I mean by being available as and when someone comes to talk to you, don't just assume that they want to do something else. Just be open and talk to them, get to know them. And that's that's what I mean by available. 
And I like the open piece that you're talking about. The open, well, I'm going to combine it with choosing what's right for you and then also being what's open. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a type. Most of us have some kind of type, either in the looks category of the type that we have or in the personality category of the type that we have. And in this dating in this dating time, I think it's important for you to be adventurous and go outside of the type. Yes. At least choose one or two outside of the type. So going back to the job interviews again, you might be like, mm, I don't know about this one, but I'm going to go on this interview anyway and just see what happens. And you never know what you can learn about this particular person because they're, and I think we miss out on so many opportunities because we're like, mm, well, I prefer him to be six feet tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but sis, I mean, you're five two. Can he be five seven? Like, is that is that okay? Or how are we basically putting people off to the side for something that they can't control? He can't control his height. However, he can control his personality. He can control his hygiene. He can control these other things. But what, so we're going to say, well, because your parents weren't this tall and therefore you're not this tall, sir, I also cannot date you. (laughs) Sis, you might be missing out. You might be missing out. He could literally be under your nose if he's shorter than you like that. But... But I do believe that we have to be open. Yeah. And just adding to that, one tip that I would give is you have to have a three non-negotiable, right? And like, I forgot the book where I got it from, but this author was saying that it's good to have a list of the things that you want, but don't expect the person to have everything. At least if they have close to 50%, then accept it. But as long as they don't have the three non-negotiables, because I I feel like, let's say, one of the non-negotiables is that you don't like smokers. And, you know, that is something that the person that you're seeing or dating is has. So you won't really feel attraction or attracted to the person because they have that, right? So that's when you can allow yourself to let go of that person because they have that non-negotiable, which is good. That is good, but don't expect the person to be perfect. But then again, I totally agree with you. If the physical aspect of the person, like let's say you cannot date someone shorter than you and that's going to make you unhappy, that can be something that's in your non-negotiable, which is okay because you are the one that's going to deal with that person every day at the end of the day. So you want to be happy, right? So you have to pick the three non-negotiables and allow the person to have at least 30% of what you want. So with that, your non-negotiables, I've always said you should have, yes, you can have a list. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are kind of against the list, but to me, it's important because at least then you know exactly what you're going out and what you're looking for. So that way, as you're dating you at least know if this person falls in alignment. Now, the question is, what did you put on the list? Mm. And so I've suggested to have a Mm non-negotiable and then a preference. Mm. So 
To me, your non-negotiables are those character traits, those lifestyle habits, those lifestyle things. So like you're talking about someone that is smoking, maybe someone that is dishonest Mm -hmm. or some of your, some of the values that you have, the people that goes against those values, those are your non-negotiables, but then your preferences. Well, I want him to be this complexion. Mm -hmm. I want him to be from this area. I want him to be, well, those are simply preferences. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the character of the person. And and I kind of get on the hype because it's like, I don't know what it is about us women. We're like, oh my God, he's got to be six feet tall. He's got to be making six figures. (laughs) He's got to have like six pack abs. Like he's got to have all of these things. And I'm like, those are preferences Mm -hmm. though. Those aren't preferences. So what if he has all of those things and he's got the nastiest attitude you've ever seen? Exactly. He's not going to be attractive to you at Mm -hmm. all. But if you come across someone that's 5'11", I mean, that's close to 60. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come across somebody that's maybe he doesn't quite meet your height requirements, but he meets every single last of your non-negotiables, like you guys fall in line with all of the character traits that you believe a person should have, then why not give this person an opportunity? They could make you that happiest that you have ever been in your entire life. And you almost missed him due to one mm-hmm. inch. <laughs> you are you are preaching. That's true. And a lot of people, a lot of us actually fell into that trap because we think that, you know, we have to have those and we don't look past the physical aspect of the person. And that is really sad, I would say, because you are missing out. You are missing out. And it's something that you have to really ask yourself, why? Why do you want that? Why th- is that important to you? And then you're probably just going to let it go. And when you let that go and open your mind to, like you said, like this is the maybes and I, you know, maybe he's, he's shorter than I want him to be, but let's see, is his personality, personality, something that I would like to, you know, deal with, you know, is it, is it someone that I can stand? Do I get annoyed when he's around me? There's, Many men that are like six feet tall, but unable to hold a conversation or unable to actually be emotionally available. And how are you going to deal with that? Correct. Okay. So let's get into this conversation piece, right? (laughs) Because I like to ask questions in my stories and just, just ask the good people what their experience has been out there. And the one that I got like, eh maybe yes, maybe no kind of thing is I hear a lot of people saying, these men, these women don't know how to have conversation. Mm. I'm sick of somebody asking me what my favorite color is. (laughs) I'm sick of somebody asking me what my favorite food is or my favorite flavor of ice cream. Can we have some other conversations? Or they say, well, we, they text me to death. Oh my God. But then they don't want to call or they don't want to do this or they want, they don't want to do that. So number one, how has your experience been with communicating? Have you seen that people are or are not, well, men are or are not communicating or what has your experience been? Uh, For me, like I, for me, when I date, I put myself in the, in the interviewer, I think that's the word and the person that's interviewing. So I'm the person that's 
that has the job opening, right? So if I'm the person that has the job opening, I have to come with the questions. I have to have the questions ready for me to discover this person. So I really rarely ask what's your favorite color because that does not add anything to my job posting, right? I ask questions like, okay, do you, is there anyone that thinks you guys are together? Right. Just because I want to know if you are dealing with some baby mama drama or something like that. Um, I want to know, like, I I have a list of things that I want to know. And those are the things that will hold a conversation. So to me, I rarely get into like a place where it's there's no conversations or men are afraid to talk. Because what I understood is that there's there are shy people. There are people that do not know how to initiate a conversation. So I have to be able to say it and like understand it and say the questions that I have. And if it really ends like a, if there's a den- dead end, then I'm like, OK, well, you do not fit for this job. Let's go move on to the other one. Right. So for me, it's really about initiating. And if it's not going anywhere, then then it's not going to go anywhere. You just move forward. Initiating. I think that's the key word is initiating because what I've also noticed, and quite honestly, I was guilty of this as well. The first time with me being in a dating scene is I was like, well, I want, since the man is supposed to be the leader, I want him to be the one to approach me. I want him to be the one to do the leading kind of thing. So I'm basically following this person's flow of however they're choosing to interact. But I'm actually finding that it's sometimes it's better for us to lead so that we can ask those questions. So if he's not asking the questions that you want, then maybe you should be the one to ask the questions. Like you said, you are the interviewer. And I think that's what happens is Maybe each party is waiting on someone else to kind of take the lead and then nobody is mm-hmm. talking. I think that's what ha- that that's my educated guess <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of what's probably happening at this stage. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to say is there are people that will have nothing to say. Like I had a situation this week that a, a guy just stopped talking to me. And then I'm like, well, why did you stop talking to me? Because I like asking these type of questions, like, why? What happened? And he's like, we cannot hold a conversation. And I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, I can, I can definitely ask you something, uh, a question, and stuff like that. But you don't, you don't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere. So I respect your decision. It's a wise decision because if you didn't do it, I would. Either way, so you have to be able to to ask and and figure this out. Like if the person. And you also have to know yourself, I I would say. Like, if you are a quiet person, I consider myself to be an introvert, but I don't shy away from getting what I want. So if I want to have a man and I'm focused on that, then I will go and ask the right questions. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then I'll stop, right? But at the same time, it's like you have to know yourself and allow the man to feel comfortable that he can also ask questions and he can also be open. Like 
creating a safe space, I, I say, like to um, for them to be vulnerable also. But that's like during like the dating, like not the first date, but later. Right. And also the thing about men leading, of course, you want the men to lead, but you you have to create an opportunity for them to lead. So an experience of mine was like I was interested in this guy and I was like, OK, let's go on a, on a date. I just asked him, bring me out on a date. Right. And then he's like, oh, where do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, I'll let you surprise me. So that's me giving him back the lead. Right. Him's, he's going to lead. He's going to decide if he's going to come pick me up or how are we going to do this? And it's through communication that you figure this out. Right. He chose the place. And if he ends up paying in the, in the date, then that's me getting to understand that, okay, he's a leader. He likes to pay, like he can take care of me and stuff like that during this dating process. Those are the things that I can see that, okay, he's able to lead, he's able to make a decision and all these things. So that's how you know. And I think another piece about that too is just naturally being inquisitive. I think sometimes when we ask a question, we as women sometimes is like, okay, Next question. <laughs> Instead of saying, okay, I know you said that. What do you mean by exactly. this so that I can make sure that I clearly understand you? And then you never know. You could go down a completely different mm-hmm. path that you never intended, but you're still gathering and still learning a lot of information about that person. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I think too that it gives you the opportunity to learn because maybe in the conversation you find out that this person is heavy into I don't know let's just say anime (laughs) and then you wanted to get into anime but you just never did you didn't know where to Mm -hmm. start and then maybe you could be like okay well well what's your favorite one and then start from there and then as you all have further conversations further dates you can even do your own follow-up and say hey you know what I like that episode of this have you seen Mm -hmm. it Oh, this was so interesting to me because, and then I think that's how you then start to build connection with people where they actually want to talk to you and have more stuff to say, whether it just kind of being surface and then feeling like they're being interviewed all day. Yeah, you know, that's key. Like the, the first thing you said about asking a question and going in deeper, not just, oh, onto the next question. Yes, I do have questions ready, but I do let myself explore their world. And that's another thing with us women. I think we always, we tend to like spill everything about ourselves right there. But I, like when you're dating and you are the interviewer, you want the person to tell you about themselves first. So you want to actually explore their world which means that you ask more questions about the same topic or joke around a little bit and then you know you move on or you don't have to ask all these questions at the same on the same day but like let yourself explore their world let yourself just sit back and let them do the talking and then if they're asking you a question don't give too much away but because you want to actually get to know the person first in order for you to make a decision That's a super good point about talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, something else that I was extremely guilty of my first go round with dating, because essentially I would just lay all my cards Mm -hmm. out there. Like, look, I want to be married. I want a man to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Can you do that? (laughs) You can? Okay, great. 
But it's like when you put all that information out there, what you don't realize is you don't quite know this person yet and you don't know how they operate in integrity. Mm -hmm. So whereas I might be expecting a guy to say, oh, okay, that's not what I'm looking for at all. Or "Mm, I can do A, B, and C, but the rest of that stuff that you want, that's not me. Instead, what some people can do is mentally take notes of every single thing it is that you said that you wanted. And then as they see you, they can present more and more and more like you said what you wanted. Then you, your head over heels for this person, you do all the things, you know, if you're practicing abstinence or not, maybe you give Mm -hmm. that up or whatever the case is, but maybe this person is operating in a way to get something from you and you're none the wiser because you're like, oh my God, he checks off everything from this list with you not realizing you gave him the keys. He just had to put everything in place to get there. And I think that's a trap that a lot of us fall into Mm. when we first start dating. Um, just adding to that, I was actually someone that whenever I met a guy, they were like, what are you looking for? And every time I said that they would then turn into what I was looking for. And I was like, okay, this is not working because I want to know you. I don't want you to be the perfect guy that I'm looking for. So yes, I said, you have to know what you want, but you don't give that away. You don't tell them. Because they're going to be like, if they're there for a particular reason, they are going to be the perfect guy. And yes, sometimes you don't tell them, but they end up being the perfect guy because they know what you want to hear by just looking at your Instagram, by just looking at your Facebook, they know your interest. And there there are people that would connect with that and try to use that in order to get closer to you and get what they want. But you have to be careful of all those things and be super smart. I think women should be really smart when they're dating and be aware of these things. That's a really good point too. And I think it goes back to what we talked about in the very beginning of choosing what's right for Mm -hmm. you, especially if you are dating with the intent to be married. It's so important that you are crystal clear about what it is that you're looking for in a person and being very specific. So that way you can immediately spot it. Now, when the man asks, for instance, what you're looking for, you could just be like, listen, man, I'm just looking for someone that I can just kind of really connect with. We just have a super fun time together where we're just kind of like best friends and and like we just mm-hmm. fit. That yeah. works. That works. Now, you didn't have to say well, I'm looking for a person who uh, goes to church. Okay, well, again, be specific when you write your list down. What does that Mm -hmm. mean? Once a week, twice a week? Um, What if he did that but still has no relationship? Mm -hmm. Do you want him to have a relationship? And then how do you know that he has a relationship with God? Are there some things that you're trying to key in on? And then... (laughs) How crucial are you going to be (laughs) with this specification? Because I, and we'll get into this too, switching over to online dating. So I was looking at a guy's profile and he was saying that 
you know, he, he was, he was a man of God. He was looking for a woman who was also of the faith. And one day I asked him a question and he was like, oh, I'm going to get through the day with lots of prayer. So I used the information from his profile. I'm like, okay, he did say that he's a man of God. So I said, okay, what's your favorite scripture? (laughs) And he could not give me his favorite scripture. Okay. So he described the scripture and then I knew exactly what scripture he was coming from. And then I sent him the verse that he was talking about, but it's like, okay, so are you, how specific are you going to be? Are you going to toss him out because he didn't know the scripture? Are you going to give him an opportunity? But then that still allows you to collect data Mm -hmm. as far as what you want in a person and then how clear you want to be in that. Like, I can tell you my favorite verse all day, but he could at least describe what he was talking about so that I could pick Mm -hmm. it up. But if I had asked him and he was like, oh, there are so many. Okay. Well, which one do you resonate with? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that is one thing that I'm lacking about online dating is that you can at least get a profile of Mm -hmm. someone ahead of time. And then you can actually use that to kind of vet as well. So are you kind of doing any online dating or do you know anyone that's doing online dating and how that's working for them? Oh, well, someone asked me because I coach, right? And one of my followers asked me about um, online dating and I don't coach anyone or suggest anything that I don't do. So what I did was I went online and I created my profile and it's it's so overwhelming. <laughs> I would say because it's there's just so many people coming and trying to get to know you and some are not serious, some are serious. And I met actually three men that were like okay for me to move from one app to Instagram. So I did that with the three men and I found that the process of just online dating is like, okay, I think you have to have your own pace as in like have a goal in mind. And I don't think it's something that you have to constantly be on it for a long time. You can just log in today and then figure out what you want or a weekend you do that and then after that if the people that you took out from the 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 app you go on instagram or any any other places um it doesn't work and you feel like you don't have any more people then you can go back on the app and and look again but i would say it's a great way to meet people there are pretty much many people there like the app plenty of fish (laughs) i think there's plenty Mm -hmm. of fish there Um, (laughs) and you can really meet uh people wonderful people i met wonderful men there and it's really up to what you're looking for and you you really have to have a a goal with you because if you just go there and you're like okay well i'm just gonna meet people like okay are you looking for long-term relationships are you looking to even a relationship like to get to know the person or just dating like what is it that you're looking for and then you move forward from there i actually know someone that got married to someone that they met online on, on through an app and i was like that's wonderful that's something that that can happen to you too if you're open to that you just have to really be open-minded and be serious and if the person is not serious then 
feel free to remove. I, I always say you have to remove these people that do not fit. You don't always have to be nice and say, hey, you know, that's not res uh, respectful. So I'll just be like, you know, I can't today. No, delete, block, do all that and move forward. Yeah, I think also because there are so many websites out there, so many different apps that you can get on. I think sometimes you have to go with the one that possibly fits your personality or that meshes well with you. Like you almost have to date the app per se, <laughs> <laughs> just to figure out which one works best for you. Because I know there are some where the person cannot reach out to you unless you all have matched. Mm. He said that he likes you based on your profile. You said you like him based on his. Now you all can communicate. Mm -hmm. And then on other apps, the woman has to be the one to mm -hmm. communicate first. She is the one that has to send out the message. Until she sends out a message, no one else can come to play. And then there's other ones where it's just like free game. Like, oh, hey, girl, I see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like you have to pick the one that's best for you. But it certainly can be overwhelming just with the amount of yeah. people and the amount of messages that you mm -hmm. can get. But I also think it's very good practice because kind of going back to communicating, all right, what better way to communicate than on this here app? And then just kind of, then you can start to gather data about yourself mm -hmm. to see, okay, where are we dropping things off at? Is it after the first day, after the second day? Is there something that's being said? Or I notice after, I don't know four days of talking continuously on the app, the conversation just falls mm -hmm. off. Okay, well, now is it time for a phone call? Yeah. Because some of the apps allow you to make a phone call within mm -hmm. the app. And I know some people are leery about, well, I don't want just anybody to have my phone number and I don't just want to be giving out my number here, there, and everywhere. And then a way that someone had us look at it, and I was like, mm, she's right, <laughs> <laughs> is that if you meet somebody out on the street, and they say, hey, um, do you mind if I get your number? You just give them mm -hmm. your number. And they were like, well, what is the difference between online dating? You've This person you've actually chatted mm -hmm. with for a few days. And now you're like, well, I don't know if I want to give them my number. But you'll meet somebody off the street, talk to them for two seconds, and give your yeah. number. So I was like, well, that is true that sometimes we're a bit more cautious in some areas where we may not necessarily need to be because then if it doesn't work well and you don't like them, then blah. Yeah. And to add to that, actually, <laughs> I met someone online and I, I, the guy was like, well, you know, before we, we meet, uh, it would be nice to talk to you. And I was like, okay. But even like the way he didn't text it, he sent a voice message and the way he sound he sounded was like a child and I'm like am I being catfished and then I blocked because I'm like I'm not not doing this I'm not like it's already like my 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 um my list was full I had my five people that I was dating I was like no I don't want none 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 of that I blocked and I think the voice like, even if it's a phone call or just a voice message, I think voice is very important because you want to know, 
is this guy's voice going to make me like happy or whenever I hear his voice it's like oh that's my man you know you don't want to hear some mm-hmm. weird voice and you're just like oh like is this really who I'm gonna go on a date with no it's it's really important I think voice <laughs> is also important so yeah yeah, the catfish piece that you bring up, certainly that is a big deal because I have heard of, well, there was a whole TV show about people being yeah. catfished. So if there's nothing else that I feel like we've learned from online dating is you need to see people face to face. And since some of these apps allow you to call people so you can hear their voice, they allow you to video chat so you can actually see mm-hmm. them. And they, um, and then plus just with technology we have, we've got FaceTime and we have all these other apps where you can see people face to face before you meet just so that you can be comfortable. And who's to say, I, I think there was one instance where a lady was saying that she met up with a guy. A, she wasn't technically catfish. <laughs> <laughs> it was the okay. guy. However, he was posting old pictures. So the picture that he had posted, he was about 50 pounds lighter than what he was. So when she met him and saw that he was bigger than what he was in his pictures, it was kind of a turnoff for her. And she was saying, and, and it wasn't necessarily that he was bigger, but she said, I don't feel like you're operating in integrity because now you've sent me these old pictures and this is not you. This is what you Mm -hmm. look like. So I think there's definitely two sides to the coin in that, but, but definitely it is very important for you to call and see a person. And also if you decide to go out on the date, listen, I feel like you should have, um, of course the iPhones has to find Mm -hmm. my friends, But whatever locations that you have, somebody needs to know that you are going out with this person so that they know where you are. Y'all might need to take a selfie together so that way they know what they look like. (laughs) Yeah. But I was going to add that um, the thing with, with meeting the person, you can make sure that you know the place, first of all. And also, like, if you're, like, I don't know, there's some women that likes the men to come pick them up and stuff. Maybe you don't want that because you don't want to end up with a stalker and just meet the person, like, pay Uber, taxi, meet them, like, at least that for your own safety. That's all I wanted to add. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've actually heard of what one person did is... All of their first dates was at this one particular Mm. place, one place. So every time she went out with a guy, she always suggested this one place. And that was because she was very familiar with the staff Mm. at that place. So she was like, hey, got me another date today. This is the first date. I just need y'all to look out for me. If y'all see something go awry, you know what's up. So. I was like, you know what? That's a genius mm-hmm. idea that I've never thought about. Like if there's a place that I frequent and those are that's the place that I'm choosing on my first day and I know the bartender, I know the mm-hmm. waitresses, I know the host, I know all of these people, I can say be like, hey, first day, look out for me. So I think that's another way to do yeah, it too. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> it is. It's genius. 
<laughs> well, Victoria, I don't want to hold you too long. Um, is there anything else, any other point that you wanted to add? I think this has definitely, though, been a great conversation about self-love, dating, and all those wonderful things. Yeah, well, this was definitely a great conversation. If there's anything that I can add is really think about yourself first, right? Like I know that I added in the beginning, like it might sound selfish, but I say, you know, being selfish is totally okay. As long as you're not taking advantage of the other person, but you're thinking about yourself first. So put yourself out there, especially if that's what you want and improve yourself because you cannot really improve yourself without practice. So, you know, we talked about dating apps. We talked about conversations, practice, you know, practice with someone. Just even if you don't like the guy, just practice like, oh, I'm practicing conversations here. I'm practicing dating. I'm going on five dates um, in a month with diff five dis different guys. And that's practice. You're not really into them but you're just doing it to practice so that you get outside of your comfort zone so that you get better you have to be a pro at this actually so that you don't fall for the wrong person and all those things so yeah my advice is get a roaster five guys and go on dates and practice your way up there yeah <laughs> I love that I love that practice and self first because I mean to be quite honest we are not taught how mm -hmm. to date. It's just, we just go out there and this is all trial by fire or error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Like we're taught everything else, but dating is just not one of those things. And even the airline will tell you, well, before you save someone else, you have to put on your mask mm -hmm. first. And I think if people thought about dating as the precursor to marriage, of course, we know that you have to date before you get yeah. married. But as far as how you operate mm -hmm. in dating, because if you don't put yourself first, if you're not doing the self-improvement, if you're not, I don't know, making your health a priority, you're probably going to do the same thing when you get married. And it's not going to be conducive yeah. for your marriage at all. If you're running on E, uh, this is not going mm -hmm. to work. Yeah. So you have to operate the same way in both places. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to add, there's something about the mindset. Like I always say, before you try something, look at your mindset first. Because we said, we talked about the list of what we want. And it's really important to have that. But there's a lot of women that are like, oh, dating sucks. Dating is so hard. Or I'm unable to find the person that I can actually be happy with and all those things. These are limiting beliefs that you're giving yourself. And it's like saying that um, life is hard. If you see life as being hard, then that's what you're going to get. So change your mindset on dating. Change that. Say dating is fun. Those are affirmations. Dating is fun. I will meet the men that will make me happy. Or you don't really need that. But, you know, I will meet a man that will bring value, that will compliment me someone that I can enjoy my time with. And I like dating. This is fun. I like putting on makeup, um, having different um, dresses and all these things and just feeling beautiful. That's what you do for yourself. But the dating process is in it and you love it. So change that mindset first before you even start. Yeah. 
Super true. Super true. Because I mean, our brain only tells us whatever we tell it Mm -hmm. to do. So if you say that dating sucks, your brain is like dating Mm -hmm. sucks. Okay, let's find all the people that are trash (laughs) that we can come across to make sure that we can validate that dating sucks. Let's do it. But then it's like, even you wake up and you tell yourself it's going to be a good day. Your brain is like, it's going to be a good day. Even if something bad happens, your brain has a way of flipping it to say, well, this happened, but this also happened. And in turn, because I got a flat tire, even though that's not good, I met this cute guy who helped me change Mm -hmm. my tire. So today was a good day kind of thing. So we definitely got to put the, we definitely got to get the brain on board. Mindset, definitely first thing. (laughs) All right. So Victoria, last question of the day. If you could give any advice to your sisters out there as far as self-love and dating, what advice would that be? Well, this whole conversation is pretty much the advice that I would give you. (laughs) But if there's one thing that I would say as an advice is don't settle. Don't settle. Understand that you are made to have a great relationship. You are made to be inside a great marriage and don't settle for less. So if you have someone that's not treating you right, understand that there are plenty of men that will treat you as a queen, as the person that you are, right? So the way you see yourself should be the way the other person is treating you. So don't let another person tell you that you are not who you think you are. And yeah, just don't settle. Keep looking and you will eventually find the one. That is so Awesome. That is such a great piece of advice. Do not settle and don't fall for that crazy line that a piece of a man is better than no man at all. No, (laughs) ma'am. No, ma'am. We want the whole, as a matter of fact, we want the whole and Mm -hmm. healed man to be in one Mm -hmm. body, one body. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Well, thank you, Victoria, so much. I will definitely link the people up with you, read your bio and let them know how they can get in contact with you. I know that you have a podcast as well. So I will be linking them to your podcast. And if anyone feels like they need to be coached by you, we will put that in there as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Takara. All right. I absolutely love this conversation that I got to have with Victoria. And I am so, so, so excited about season three and everything that's to come. I think what I love the most is that we were able to combine self-love, dating, online dating, and things to look for. So we talked about the definition of self-love. We talked about the definition of dating. We talked about non-negotiables, characteristics, preferences, online dating, precautions to take, all the things, right? So I hope that you were able to write some of these things down or even just take the time to kind of think about maybe what your preferences are or what are some things that you're looking for? Are you looking for character or are you looking at the physicalities of it all? Think about it. Let me read you Victoria's bio so you know 
who she is and exactly where to find her. Emirates Victoria is a self-empowerment coach, a personal development podcaster and transformational speaker. She specializes in self-love and singleness. Victoria believes that singleness is more than just being single. It's a moment where everything starts with you from the inside out. She coached many people in their singleness season and helped them see their true value by promoting the importance of putting yourself first. Before running Emirates, she spent her time learning about how to unlearn the singleness myth and apply everything she knew about self-love in her own life. So you can definitely find her on Instagram at The Emirates. She also has a podcast called The Emirates' Podcast, and she also has a website, www.emirates.com. And of course, per usual, I will be sure to leave all of her contact information in the show notes. Okay, so what I hinted at earlier, this is the last episode of season two. That went by real quick, didn't it? So for season three, it's all about relationships. It's about marriages. It's about dating. It's about divorce. It's about all of the things we've heard so much, especially if you're on social media like I am. I mean, my goodness, the advice is just all over the place from one extreme to the next. And so I wanted to bring some people in who are able to speak about their experiences and give the advice that they have so we can kind of be more well-rounded for exactly what we choose to do. So again, So this applies if you're single, it applies if you're married, and it applies if you're divorced, because I'm going to have people from all of those categories speaking on season three. Also, we'll have some coaches, we'll have some therapists, and we'll just really have some people just kind of sharing their stories about how they have either navigated their singleness, navigated their marriages, because let's be clear, Everything is not, what do they call it? Sunshine and rainbows? It's not. And so I've got some people that are willing to be real about their relationships and give you the real deal so that we're not out here trying to go after these fairy tale relationships that don't really exist. I mean, every relationship can be a fairy tale, but you got to work for that thing. It's not going to come easy and you must be willing to put in the work. So I am so excited for season three, and most likely I will drop a bonus episode next week just to talk about the top three episodes for the season and also some things that I'll have going on during the break. So sis, there is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye.